Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. 
about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast from the American Southwest on the Fringe FM and other platforms through the Fringe FM like TalkStream Live and the Paranormal Radio app. A big shout out to everyone listening in the archives at the secretteachings.info, our website. The free archive is available to everyone. You can search the show name on all of the different podcast and radio platforms. You can also go to the website and listen with the embed player. Find the direct links to all of those different platforms like Apple and Podcast Addict and others. And there is an RSS feed that you can copy and plug into your podcast player or into your internet browser, and it will pull the show directly once the show goes live after the live broadcast. If you'd like to get the ad-free version of the show, of course, that's the way that you can support us. You can subscribe to the archive on the website for the ad-free archive, which will also give you access to the montages and digital copies of my books. And when you do that, you help to keep us on the air broadcasting Monday through Friday, five nights a week, as we have been for many, 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 many years now. We have pioneered a number of areas of research, and this is not something that I want to take credit for, because by no means am I the only person who's done it. But there have been a handful of radio shows who have pioneered, let's call it, an analysis of worldly events and worldly affairs from a very unique point of view, a very unique perspective. This is something that I've been thinking about all week because the Super Bowl is this weekend. And for years now, we've done an analysis of the Super Bowl, the commercials, the halftime show. And I want to explain tonight the reasoning behind our analysis of that event. It's not because it's a popular thing to do. It's not because the Illuminati's behind it. There are many reasons, some more subtle than others, some more psychological than others, that we analyze this event because it gives us an idea of where we are as a society, as a culture, as a people, where we are in the world, in life, where our society is and where we are moving. 
And that way, uh, the Super Bowl is kind of like an oracle for the future, for the future months, the future year, and what might be coming toward the end of this year into next year. Previous Super Bowls have given us an insight into this. And that's something I want to examine in great detail tonight as we prepare for the Super Bowl Sunday. And then, of course, Monday, we will do our famous Super Bowl show. And right before the Secret Teachings Monday night, I will also be on Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis to do our annual Super Bowl show as well. So don't forget about that. The show will be Monday That is Valentine's Day, which makes it all the more important, and I'm going to explain to you tonight why that is. If you'd like to get behind the scenes with the secret teachings, you can go over to Patreon, and you can see that we have some behind-the-scenes videos and some other things that you can get with your patronage. Please go to Patreon and check that out. And the last thing I need to mention is the affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. We've had an affiliate sponsor with them for about five years now, and a lot of people have been going out to buy water filters. Just go to our website, click the link at the top of the page in the slider bar. It'll take you to their website, and if you buy something, we get a percentage of that. And water filters are things that you definitely need, especially if you buy bottled water. The cost of buying bottled water is much, much more expensive. And a lot of that bottled water isn't even purified in the same way that a gravity-fed water filtration system purifies the water and takes uh, things out like fluoride, but so much more. And you can read about the scientific and the technical aspects of that by going to their website through our website. Again, the secretteachings.info, and it's Pro One Water Filters. So those are here's a couple of other ways that you can support the secret teachings. And I really appreciate all of you who subscribe, all of you who buy books, and all of you who have purchased a water filter. Even if you haven't done any of those things, you know, I appreciate that you listen to this show and that you take my word to have some kind of meaning, to have some kind of purpose, whether it's for entertainment or if you take this show to be more than entertainment, which is what I hope you take this show to be, I intend for it to be more than just simple entertainment. I intend for it to be thought-provoking. I intend for it to be, uh, let's say, more than, I guess you could say less than as well, but I, I don't want this show to be or to come off as polarizing. That's not my intention. I, I don't see things from that point of view or that lens. Uh, and 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 I I think that I realized this today when I was I was coming home. I went to uh, the Tucson Mountain Park and I took a hike, and I uh, was reading a book about tarot cards today. And uh, as I was coming home, I kind of had this revelation. I was thinking, you know, I I I think I figured out why I get so much anxiety during the day because, like, I'm always preparing for a show. I told you guys this last time. I'm always preparing for a show. I've always got these ideas, and I get really anxious. And I think the reason I get so anxious is it's not that I'm nervous or anxious about doing the show. That that's what alleviates my anxiety. I think it's that you know, like I rely heavily on intuition. Wherever my intuition takes me, that's 
where I tend to go. And my intuition kind of takes all these things in subconsciously and it processes them and it just kind of tells me this is what you should talk about. This is what you should do. And I've relied on that intuition since I first started radio and I had to come up with just one day a week at the time, uh, over a decade ago, I had to come up with one topic a week and every week it never failed that, uh, a day or two before the show, I'd get this idea and that would be the idea for the show. I've never struggled with a show idea, whether one day a week or five days a week. I'm only telling you that because when I realized this today, this, this information just kind of like poured out of me. Uh, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but this information poured out of me and, and I figured like a, a, a new or refined way of explaining this subject of the Super Bowl and why I talk about it every year and why I think it's important, not just for an, you know, an, an oracle for the coming year, but just the, the general theme, the general idea. What, what does it mean? Why, why is it important? Because you, know, you get people that think there's no purpose and there's no meaning whatsoever to, th- to things like this. You know, the Olympics are just the Olympics and the Super Bowl is just the Super Bowl. Eat some popcorn, eat some wings enjoy the games, enjoy the Super Bowl, the big game, and leave it at that. But I think it's interesting because, you know, like Monday this week, we, we talked about the Olympics. I did a show called Olympic Red. It's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. It's also in the archive for subscribers with no advertisements at thesecretteachings.info. And in Olympic Red, we talked about quite a lot. We talked about the host country, China, for the 2022 Winter Olympics. And I just kind of asked this question in a variety of ways. Like, is that the kind of world you want to live in where you have reporters that are pulled off of camera during live broadcasts because the government doesn't like what they're saying? Do you want to live in a country where everything is a closed-loop society, where people are so brainwashed they don't even know how to have an honest, personal thought? And do you want to live in a, in a country like that? Do you want to live in a world like that? So I kind of played around with, with that questioning. But the, the main idea was that the, the, the Chinese government, the Communist Party, is so restrictive on, on everything. The censorship is so bad. And, and the authoritarianism and, and the, the kidnapping and the threats and the, the disappearance of people and the suppression of, of religion and the suppression of press and the suppression of ideas, it's so bad. And, and just look at that from the point of view of, hey, it's just the Olympic Games. To China, it's not just the Olympic Games. It's about showing the world how great China is. It's about having a Uyghur light the Olympic cauldron when the Chinese government is committing genocide against that ethnic minority group of people. It's about sending a political message. And why choose the Olympics? Because the Olympics are usually watched by tens of millions of people. And the Super Bowl is no different. The Super Bowl is watched by tens of millions of people. I I had this guy say to me today, he said, this is a quote. He said, someone wears their tinfoil too tight. Which, you know, I chuckle at that. That doesn't actually offend me. I just think it's kind of funny because he said that in regards to my show promo tonight. I called the show Seven Super Bowls of Revelations. Because if you look in the book of Revelation, 
or, or they are revelations. But if you look in the book of Revelation, there are seven bowls or the seven bowls of wrath poured out by the seven angels. And these are like the plagues that are poured out upon the earth. And I mean, that's a little bit of, you know, the biblical side of things. And then you apply that and those archetypes to what's going on today. And it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a magical tool. It's a theological tool. It helps us to understand by going into the subconscious, by going into the unconscious, and pulling out these these symbols and these these ideas and, and trying to figure out what they mean and how they relate to our lives and how they relate to society in general and, and more so as a whole. And I just, like, in that moment, it just kind of snapped with me. I'm like, listen, I told this guy, I said, listen, you know what? Do, do you really think that when you watch the Super Bowl, do you think that Budweiser wants to sell you Budweiser or are they just paying millions of dollars so they can show you Clydesdale walking around, right? Or so they can show you, you know, uh, you know, some, some uh, people laughing, you know, in good old classic, you know, American style, you know, at a bar with blue jeans on, like what, what, what do you think Budweiser's doing spending all that money? What do you think Pepsi is doing sponsoring the halftime show? I mean, what, what do you think? They're sitting in a boardroom and, and, and they're cutting the check to the networks and, 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 and they're, you know, like 30, 40, 50, whatever the cost is to sponsor the halftime show. They have this, this contract. They're, they're cutting the check for this. And, and someone's like, well, what do you think we're going to get back for this $30 million? And someone else is like, nothing. Well, then why are we paying? Well, we just, we just want to get our logo out there. There's no point. We just want to pay a bunch of money to do that. Well, What's the point of getting the logo out there then? Isn't that just to, you know, get the product brand out there so people become familiar with it and they buy soda? Isn't that kind of the point? No, 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 no. We just want to pay a bunch of money to put the logo up because we like the logo. It's, 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 it's a cool little piece of art. That's not what happens. They pay that money because there are a lot of people watching. There's a lot of people listening, consciously and unconsciously. So Budweiser wants to sell you beer and Pepsi wants to sell you soda. And let's look at the Olympics again. China wants to sell you that they're a great country, that they don't oppress people, that they're not committing genocide. China wants to sell you these political narratives, and they want to sell you a, a state-sponsored version of contemporary reality, which is virtually anything but the truth in the case of China. And the Super Bowl is no different. Whether it's a political narrative or it's government propaganda with tens of millions of people tuning in and, you know, people will watch segments of the Super Bowl and people will watch, you know, clips of, uh, you know, the, the, the commercials and the halftime show for weeks and for months afterwards, sometimes for years afterwards. And then the next year, people go back and they recap what happened at the last Super Bowl, what happened during the halftime show, what were the commercials last year and all that energy is there. All that energy builds up every single year and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and it creates these these reservoirs of energy that can be tapped into like, you know, the gods and the goddesses of ancient Egypt or Greece or Rome or whatever. So I mean, you can call it a tin foil hat and I get I get that idea. I get where people are coming from. It, it's it sounds silly to suggest that there's anything nefarious but I'm not even saying there's anything nefarious. It's just like, what do you think Budweiser's doing? What do you think Pepsi's doing? What do you think Taco Bell's doing? What do, what do you think the car companies like Audi or BMW are doing? 
I mean, the, the, they're they're selling you a product. They they would be stupid not to pay that money to reach that audience. The big companies, at least, that have the money to do that. I mean, even smaller companies. There was like, it was a couple of years ago. It was last year. A couple of years ago, there was an advertisement from that uh, that oat milk company, Oatly. I mean, they're not like Budweiser, but they paid a bunch of money to have that commercial. And I imagine it paid off, you know, all the people watching, you're, you're going to hit an audience and you're going to probably make that, that money back, you know, in the long run with brand recognition, et cetera. So it's good for advertisements. And if it's good for advertisements, which we know how those work with the conscious and the unconscious, the subconscious, then it's good for propaganda, right? I mean, some people only tune in for the marketing. They only turn, tune in for the commercials, which is even funnier to think that there's no purpose. There's no intention. It's just a game. It's not just a game. <laughs> I mean, you don't think those same corporations uh, and, and groups and you know people that are wealthy and governments, you don't think they're going to miss an opportunity to communicate to so many millions of people in one place at the same time. You don't think governments would overlook an opportunity to promote their political narrative like China? You don't think that they would would use it for propaganda? I mean, if you think there's no purpose or point, then, and you think everything's kind of just random, you know, it's no different than thinking, in my opinion, that everything is the Illuminati. I, to me, that makes as much sense as thinking there's no point or purpose to, to anything. There's absolutely point and purpose, but everything is not the Illuminati either. So th- these were my thoughts today, and this is how I, I formulated tonight's broadcast. In the next couple of segments, I'm going to break down the 2022 Super Bowl halftime show from what we, we know is going to to occur, the performers and the possible imagery. And we never do this. We don't do a show before the Super Bowl normally, but I wanted to do a show tonight, the seven Super Bowls of Revelations, because I wanted to kind of prep us for Sunday and maybe, you know, hint, at, and I don't have the answers by any means, but hint at what we could see and what we what what to be looking for, if even, you know, just for fun, right? Just to kind of be part of a community and, and, and look for something, and then we can come back here and discuss it Monday night on the secret teachings. And then before that, about an hour before the secret teachings would be um, the end of Ground Zero. So we'll be doing Ground Zero as well Monday. So there's a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about, and there's a lot of things tonight that I, I think are going to really fascinate you that we don't have to watch the Super Bowl yet. We can just see what is being shown to us before the game, and we have an idea of what we're going to see during the game. In the same way, in a microcosm of of the Super Bowl itself, the commercials, the halftime show, acting as a form of microcosm for the macrocosm that is the rest of the year. You know, as a form of you know oracle to kind of divine what what's going to happen, where we are as a society and a culture, and where we are are heading. I mean, I, I find it kind of fascinating. Again, you don't think Pepsi pays all that money just for, for no reason. You don't think Budweiser pays all that money for no reason. You know, it's kind of like that, it's kind of like that, that question in uh, Independence Day. You don't think they spend $15,000 on a hammer, $20,000 on a toilet seat, do you? 
it's kind of the same thing. You don't think Pepsi spends all that money for fun and they spend it for brand recognition to sell you a product. Governments do the exact same thing, propaganda, whatever. It's the exact same thing, literally. It's just a, it's just called something different. I mean, you could even say advertising itself is a, is a form of propaganda, but having this idea as a base for the rest of tonight's show can, can take us places that otherwise I think we get lost in the, the extremes. You know, I, I get that from a symbolic point of view, it's hard to comprehend that there might not be such an extreme point to everything, that everything's not a reptilian or an Illuminati. And on the other side, I can see how people think that those are insane ideas and they think that there's no meaning or purpose. Here on The Secret Teachings, there definitely is meaning and purpose, but I don't necessarily think everything is extreme, is as extreme or is as, you know, should be perceived in such a hyperbolic and I would suggest exaggerated way. It's the Illuminati. Well, what does that mean? It's satanic. Well, what does that mean? Tonight, I'm going to do my best to tell you what I think it means, and I'm going to share with you some really interesting things. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and there's a lot more coming up after break, so don't go anywhere. You want to stay with us. A couple of things I wanted to discuss in the next segment to start us out with. This is kind of strange. The Daily Beast and some other news publications are saying that QAnon started the halftime show analysis. I find that strange because The Secret Teachings was around before QAnon. They also say that if you think that the Super Bowl halftime show is satanic, well, that also means that you are a racist. And I thought that was interesting. I'm going to tell you what that means or what I think that means when we come back from break. And then I'm going to discuss the halftime show itself, the rap gods, the calling on and calling on the rap gods and Revelation 16 pouring out the bowls of wrath and what those bowls mean and how they relate to the Super Bowl, the pouring out of all of that energy. It's a lot of energy, a lot of attention focused on a single point, charging those symbols, charging those sigils, whether it's Budweiser and Pepsi or it's the imagery that we'll see with performers like Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and others, Kendrick Lamar, etc. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Thesecretteachings.info is the website. Check us out on social media, facebook.com, Gab and Gitter. We're building an audience there. Check us out on Gab and Gitter. And stay with us. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. It's the month of Janus and the year of the Tiger 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore the secret teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio Show. I read this interesting article from the Daily Beast. I'm sure people immediately think they know what my political affiliation is, but I read this article about the Daily Beast. Here's a hint. I don't have one. And it was about the halftime show of the Super Bowl. I thought it was really interesting because here's the headline. Try to figure this one out. MAGA. That's M-A-G-A, Make America Great Again. Mega extremists slam the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show as quote-unquote satanic. That's right, it's satanic. And then you are also someone who is a mega, and you are also an extremist. And I, I read that, and I, I had to print out a copy of this article because I was I was just kind of stunned by the the stupidity of it and you know it's like a tabloid story and you know a lot of a lot of people for years have watched the Super Bowl because they want to see the commercials but that's kind of been that's kind of antiquated now because you can get online and they release the commercials before the Super Bowl which I think is kind of silly I mean I I want to watch it to see those commercials and even if they're not that good, at least you're watching it live, and at least like it's interactive. It's not something you can just hop on the you know hop on the internet and go see what the commercial is a week beforehand. But um, you know, it's, like now, I, I think a lot of people are watching the Super Bowl not to see the commercials; they're watching the Super Bowl to see the halftime show, so they can break it down and analyze it and see what it means. I mean i I pride myself on being one of the 
first handful of people who have been doing this for many, many years. We, we do our show and then we do a, an annual show with Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. And there's a lot of people, let's just call them amateurs, who do label it as satanic and say that it's the Illuminati and say that I read it, it was like four years ago, five years ago. I, I forget how long ago it was. It was like maybe like four years ago. Someone was like, it's it's a reptilian alien illuminati ritual and i'm thinking well i watched it i i don't know what that means I, I, this was the one with like lady gaga and she came down from the heavens as a fallen star between the well she came down on like the tower i mean there's like rich imagery there and i mean just at least give me the tarot card, you know, at least give me the tower. Don't just say it's an Illuminati. I, I don't, again, I, I, it just pisses me off. I don't know what that means. But um, let me tell you what the Daily Beast said. The Daily Beast said, with Stop the Steel fanatics like Arizona wingnut Wendy Rogers, so it's suddenly political, uh, hyperventilating that the Super Bowl show exposes children to evil, wicked, satanic things. That's a quote, evil, wicked, satanic, end quote, things. There's a very real, quote, performance-related satanic panic that's been brewing for a little while now in the United States. And uh, they say that it kind of started a little bit, which is interesting it, they say it kind of started with the Travis Scott concert at Astroworld. I'm sure that they just accidentally made that mouth that mimicked a, a, a painting that was hundreds of years old, Christ in Limbo. I'm sure that was just an accident. I'm sure it was an accident that you walk through the mouth and then you face the portal that takes you into the mountain, into hell. That was just an accident. That was just a coincidence. I'm also sure that when Travis Scott was performing and the music was like boom, 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 very hypnotic and trance-inducing, and he was still singing, watching dead people be carried out of the audience, I'm sure that was all just an accident. I don't think it's satanic, per se, but I can see why people might think it's satanic. To suggest that there's no purpose or meaning behind it, I think is more ignorant than suggesting that it's satanic, at least people that say that are trying to process and figure out what it is. And the Daily Beast says, it's not hard to map the influence of QAnon onto the latest anti-Super Bowl crusade, right? Because QAnon started all of this, right? It wasn't radio shows like The Secret Teachings, and uh, it wasn't radio shows like Ground Zero. Uh, it wasn't a lot of independent researchers that, for fun, we're breaking these things down. And again, why is it so important? Because so many people watch it. That's why it's so important. That All that energy, it has to go somewhere. And it's going into Pepsi. It's going into Budweiser. It's going into the National Football League. It's going into the networks. It's going into the imagery, the music, etc. It's charging those things and creating reservoirs of energy that can be tapped into. The other thing is, it says there is a long, this is a quote from the article, a long-standing backlash from the right. So I guess I'm also, not only am I a mega extremist, I'm on the right now. And it's because I must think the halftime show is satanic because I don't like it. 
But why don't I like it? Well, because the backlash that's been longstanding, this is a quote, is, quote, when black artists perform at the halftime show. That's a quote. In fact, it says this backlash happens every time there's a major black artist performing at the Super Bowl. Really? Was it it the primarily black Coldplay that made me also freak out a little bit about the imagery at the Super Bowl in San Francisco, right? I mean, yeah, there were black people up there. Remember that? I mean, Coldplay was wearing the white shirt, and uh, who else was up there with him? Wasn't uh, was it Beyonce was there with him? I think. And uh, yeah, she's kind. I mean, she's like got dark skin. I don't. I don't really consider her black. She's like brown. She's got brown skin. But I mean, yeah, look at Coldplay. Look how white he is. Very, 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 very uh, white. But no, I guess he's black too, because they have to create a narrative. I mean. Why are there so many black performers at the halftime show anyway? Probably because of political correctness, partly. Probably also because there's a lot of really good black performers. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of black performers at the halftime show. I mean, it really started with Michael Jackson. You know, from Michael Jackson to last year with The Weeknd. There's a lot of black performers. I don't know why it has to be made about race. But I guess if you have any question about anything that anybody with darker skin does, then I guess it's racism so i just thought that was a funny story i don't think that it has any weight i just thought it was funny that they're saying that if you if you question like the meaning or the purpose behind uh, you know the super bowl halftime show in any capacity th- th- they're saying that you've been influenced by QAnon. you know i've been around for longer than QAnon, but they're saying that you've been influenced by the extreme right and that there's a backlash, you know, just questioning what the images are, even if it's just benign. Well, that means that you have an issue with black artists performing. <laughs> I just thought that was so stupid. That was one of the dumbest things I've read in a long time. I need to, I need to keep like a, this is the, the dumbest thing I've read this week archive and just have like a separate archive of news, news clips or news articles, just the dumbest things I read every week. That was one of them. It's just it's just one of those things where, you know, I read that and I'm dumbfounded and then I come back to reality and I'm like, oh, OK, so, um, you know, what that article was trying to do is convince me that if anybody questions the political narratives or the propaganda or the advertising or the marketing or the political correctness, then they must just not like black people, you know, just reducing it all down to that. And I mean, that's that's about as bad as saying that everything is satanic. That's about as bad as saying there's no purpose or meaning behind anything that happens. It just happens and there's there's no, you know, there's no action and reaction. It's just like this atheistic view of the world where things just happen, but they don't actually happen. They're just there and there's no point and there's no purpose. And I, I find that actually to be quite satanic by definition, which is also kind of ironic that people who hold that view are like, it's not satanic, but nothing has any purpose or meaning. Well, that's that's kind of satanic. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the whole point of the conspiracy, right? Well, here's the deal. We have information on the halftime show. You can pull this up anywhere. We know what the halftime show is going to entail. It's going to entail 
the performances of Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion, take your pick, Eminem, Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, one of his three personalities. I don't know which one will be there. Uh, Mary J. Blige and uh, Kendrick Lamar. Now, if you're interested in what my take is on their music as a whole, uh, I grew up with Snoop Dogg. Uh, I actually the first two albums that I that I owned, I owned uh, Chicken and Beer by Ludacris. <laughs> um, actually, the first three albums I, er, I I had, my my aunt bought me Chicken and Beer with Ludacris uh, by Ludacris, and then I bought. Um, the 50 cent album, you know, get rich or die trying. And then I think I also got Snoop Dogg's blue carpet treatment for a birthday gift one year. So I grew up with like Snoop Dogg. I grew up with like the Wu-Tang clan, Dr. Dre. I mean, I grew up in that kind of community. Even when I went to film school, um, I mean, two chains came over to my house a couple times and you know, his, his people came over and were working with a friend of mine. And like, I'm, I I've been in the the quote unquote rap community. A friend of mine was a was a semi famous or famous DJ in Orlando, and uh, met all kind met all kinds of people. I've been to you know premieres and I so I, but I, but I guess I also hate these people because I'm questioning the uh, political propaganda, the political narratives, and the advertising at the Super Bowl makes me me hate them. It's because they're black, right? I guess Eminem. Look, Eminem is about is about as black as Coldplay is, but you know, really isn't any meaning or purpose to anything anymore because we uh, we've taken the life out of it. But here here you have Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, personally, if I got to pick like a favorite out of these, someone I think is more talented, I can't do it because I think they're all very talented. Uh, from on a personal note, I haven't listened to a lot of Kendrick Lamar. I uh, from what I've heard. He's he's a very good lyricist. I just don't necessarily care for his music. Um, according to the Daily Beast, it's because he's black, though. I just I don't really care for his music as much. Um, Eminem, I used to like. Obviously, very talented. Uh, I think I got to go with like probably Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre uh, because I grew up with them. But I also don't like Snoop Dogg anymore because of the the threats against a sitting president of the United States, and that's just you know. Eminem too. There, I just can't really stand any of them. I mean, Mary J. Blige. I think she's extremely talented. So, if you want like my take, those are that's my take. I just I think they're all pretty talented people. Don't particularly listen to any of their music though. Uh, but the halftime show, you you can go and find a promotional video for the halftime show. I watched it immediately after the secret teachings last night, and it's like a compilation of. Uh, music and music videos and uh like performances by these five performers that are put together in a promotional video and at the end they all wind up in Los Angeles for the halftime show so they're promoting the halftime show uh with this commercial and it's called and they're billing it as rap gods right cuz Eminem you know he had that song rap god and uh, this is something that um, can be applied to other artists like Dr. Dre, who's been referred to as, so has Eminem, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Now, these are interesting names and these are interesting themes for a lot of different reasons. But let's break it down. 
Let's break this down and see what it means. Dr. Dre, just like Eminem, is considered a goat. G-O-A-T. A goat could mean a lot of things. In hip-hop, in music, in pop culture, you know what it means. It means the greatest of all time, right? Then we have Snoop Dogg. Well, there's in his name the dog. So Snoop Dogg is the dog, but he's also Snoop Lion. And in the East, the lion is known as the tiger. So with Snoop Dogg, you have the dog, the lion, and the tiger, right? Mary J. Blige. That's kind of an easy one because her name is Mary. Mary is the mother. So Mary J. Blige could be the goddess, the priestess, the empress. You have that archetype there. And then, of course, you have Eminem and Kendrick Lamar. Both of them are considered rap gods. Eminem is considered a goat. Eminem is also famous for his alter ego or his shadow self. And Kendrick Lamar is famous for his his album about the butterfly, right? You probably heard that album. And uh, the butterfly is a symbol of the soul. It's a symbol of the, the psyche. His album, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, came out, I think, back in 2015. It's considered one of the the better rap or hip-hop albums of um, recent years and and, and perhaps uh, in the collection of uh, albums all time, one of the, the better albums of all time in the hip-hop or the rap world. So you have a lot here. You have the goat, the dog, the lion, the goddess, or the empress. You have this this general theme of gods, and then you have the alter ego, the shadow, and then you have the butterfly, which is the psyche, which is the soul, which is the spirit, and it's interesting because the goat, the dog, the, the lion or the tiger, the goddess who sits between two pillars, balance, that takes you to the balancing scale of the hall of judgment in the Egyptian mythos. And in that hall, what do you have? You have Anubis, the dog. You have um, the gods, the domain of the gods. This is all based on psychology. It's all based on the conscious and the unconscious mind, the alter ego and the shadow self. All of that is the Egyptian book of the dead. It's part of the rituals that, that are performed uh, in Egypt and Mesoamerica. And um, these rituals that, that, that we know today, you know, the opening of the mouth uh, to let the soul escape the body, the cracking of the skull, which was performed in Egypt and Mesoamerica. What did they do with the with the pharaohs and the other royal bodies, the kings and 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 the and the royalty? Well, they they wrapped them in linen, a story that was told in the mythos of Osiris and his wife Isis, and then their later son Horus. They they turned them into mummies, and then those mummies, you know, were preserved. It also preserved the story and the concept and the ideas, and gave people an idea through the Egyptian Book of the Dead, how they can navigate the underworld. And the same stories were told in Mesoamerica. And uh, these gods are, well, there's a kind of a clever way of looking at it. They're rap gods, but not the same R-A-P. They're rap gods, like they've been wrapped in linen. They've been wrapped in material. And these are the rap gods of the underworld. And the dog, uh, the goat... These are symbols of the underworld, the shadow, the alter ego, the butterfly, 
or the bird in Egypt, the soul, the spirit, the Khan, the Ba, these are symbols of the underworld. So like when we had the weekend perform at the Super Bowl, weekend obviously has a variety of meanings. And with the imagery of the performance, where you had like this metropolis-like city and the robots and the dark sky, the red sky, and all the people dying and machines, androids being present and taking over, it kind of implied a weakened humanity, right? So there's a double meaning to the word. Very important in magical ritual, very important in terms of how you pronounce the word and the, and the, the various meanings it can have. And how the halftime show is being promoted this year, 2022, at Super Bowl 56, is the rap gods. And the rap gods all have imagery and symbols and archetypes, not loosely, but directly associated, directly a part of, we could even say, their name and their image and what they represent. And those Archetypes and those images are the archetypes and images, the symbols of the Egyptian, of the Mesoamerican, and of other underworlds where there is a balancing and a weighing of the soul. That's the feather against the heart in the Hall of Judgment. There is guidance provided for those in the afterlife. I mean, hell, even the weekend went into the tunnel with all that uh, subliminal messaging. Remember that? Uh, Travis Scott, he came down at the halftime show in like an asteroid and struck the ground and then came up from the, the hole in the ground. And plus, you know, one of my favorite black performers, uh, (laughs) I don't know if I can't even, I can't even, um, I can't even make the joke, but uh, I mean, the Daily Beast says that questioning the halftime show is racist. So I don't know. But remember Justin Timberlake? He's one of my favorite black artists, uh, just like Coldplay. Coldplay, Justin Timberlake, and Eminem, three of my favorite black artists. Uh, He performed at the Super Bowl halftime show, remember? And he also came up from underneath of the stage. And I know that that's just like, well, they come up from underneath the stage. That's how they are presented. But no, he came up from underneath the stage and it was like it was it was made to be a cavern. And then his album that he was promoting and, and he was performing some, some stuff from is Man of the Woods. And the Man of the Woods we know is the Slender Man. And the Slender Man is what? Is a slim man or the slim shadow. That's Slim Shady. That's Eminem. It's the same exact imagery. And it's not nothing happened. There's no purpose. There's no intention, really. There's no purpose. There's no intention. There's no meaning behind any of this, okay? You you just have rap gods performing at the halftime show. Rap gods who we know as goats and dogs and lions and tigers and goddesses and empresses and just general gods, shadows, alter egos, butterflies, the psyche, the soul, the spirit, the subconscious, unconscious, and the conscious. And all of these things just happen to be the exact symbols and archetypes of the underworlds from Mesoamerica to Egypt, which we know on the surface as being the domains of the gods who are wrapped in a specific way. They are wrapped in what we call, you know, mummy wrapping, 
or linen, some kind of material, and their bodies are embalmed to preserve their essence. They are the rap gods, spelled a little bit differently, just like the weekend humanity portrayed by The Weeknd at the Super Bowl halftime show. And it's like, this stuff doesn't mean, doesn't have to mean, that's the funny thing, is it doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to be good or bad. I mean, at the current moment, where we are on the show tonight, I'm building this up and unveiling this little bit by little bit because I'm telling you a story. I'm not going to give it to you all in the first five minutes. Why would you continue listening? I'm not going to tell you everything in the last five minutes. Otherwise, you would just tune in in the last five minutes. I'm telling you a story because this is also the only way I know how to do it. This is how my brain and my mind work. I need time to sit down and process all of this. Some of it's repetitive so we can make sure that we understand what it is before we move to the next part of the story. Take all of these aspects of Super Bowl 56 on the 13th of February. Do you know what the 14th of February is? Well, it's that day where we get chocolates and flowers. It's that day where things get a little steamy. It's Valentine's Day. Do you think that Valentine's Day, do you realize that Valentine's Day is the day after the Super Bowl? So what? It's a day of love and it's a day of, uh, you know, our partners and celebrating each other and sex and chocolate and going out to eat and having a good time. Really, because it's from what I remember, uh, Valentine's Day is based on the Roman festival of Lupercalia. And Lupercalia is based, the name is, on the Luperci priests of Pan, the goat. And the name comes from Lupa, the wolf, or the dog, the mythical founder of the Roman Empire. And from what I remember, the goats and the dogs were very instrumental in the Lupercalia festival and tradition. And it related to fertility where the hides of a goat or dog would be used to symbolically, and and literally, but symbolically whip crops and women in a playful way to encourage fertility. That's why, you know, a goat with the horns, that's why we say horny, right? And, uh, you know, that's why we call men dogs. So the goat and the dog are symbols of fertility. They're symbols of love. They're symbols of sex. They're symbols of Valentine's Day, and they're all over the stage at the halftime show of Super Bowl 56, which happens to be occurring on Valentine's Day Eve. And this all happens to be unfolding during the year of the Tiger, which began February 1st, the beginning of Imbolc or Candlemas, a ritual cleansing and blessing from Brigid. It is a month of ritual cleansing. And, uh, you know, Lupercalia is based on the Luperci priests of Pan the Goat or the Lupa, the mystical wolf dog founder of Rome, the cosmic trickster. And who do we have playing at the games themselves? We have the Bengals. Bengals are tigers. Tiger in the east. Lion in the west. Tigers and lions. Oh, my. And we have the rams, the horned beasts. The rams, the horned beasts, Aries the ram, Capricorn the goat, or even Sagittarius, which is Jupiter Amon, who is 
the horned god. This is a cosmic synchronicity. So for those of you who don't think that there's any meaning or purpose behind this, I've given you some of the keys to understanding where we're going to be going next with this. In the next segment, and then the final segment tonight, we should be joined by a good friend of mine, Derek, who you know as the Night Stalker. I think he'll be joining us for the fourth and final segment to give us his take. I'm just giving you some preliminaries tonight, some build-up to what to expect on Sunday and what you can expect on Monday. And we'll kind of see, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a guy who likes to predict things, but we'll kind of see where this goes and how this plays out. You'll be guaranteed to see a lot of this imagery at the halftime show. And it's not reading into something. I, I can't read into Dr. Dre being called the GOAT. I can't read into Snoop Dogg's name being, his performing name being Snoop Dogg. I can't read into the GOG and the GOAT as the, you know, the, the, the symbols of Valentine's Day, which is literally the day after the Super Bowl. I can't read into that. It, it, it just is. Right. And it's the same thing with, you know, Eminem and Kendrick Lamar. I can't read into Eminem being the slim shady, the shadow. I can't read into Kendrick Lamar and, you know, his, you know, to pimp a butterfly, the butterfly is the soul. I can't read into those symbols and the goat and the dog being the the archetypical symbols of the underworld. And the gods of the underworld are the wrapped gods, the mummies in Egypt and Mesoamerica and other places. And the halftime show is being billed as rap gods. I can't look into that any further because it looks into me. You see what I mean? I can't look into it. It's looking into me. It's telling me these things. And people say, what does it matter? What's the point? Doesn't have to matter at all. Doesn't have to have any point necessarily. But there's clearly a meaning. There's clearly something to be dissected here and we're going to continue doing that here on the secret teachings after this www.thesecretteachings.info subscribe to the show buy a book rdgable at yahoo.com is the email and please leave us a comment and give us a couple of stars on any of the podcast players you're listening to we'd really appreciate it this is the secret teachings i'm ryan gable there's a lot more after this don't go anywhere stay with us So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Show. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find our full and free show archive there. There's a link in that archive to the RSS feed that you can plug into your player or your browser. There's also an embedded player on the website. If you want to get the ad-free version of the show, though, please subscribe to the archive on the website. You can also support us by grabbing a copy of one of my books, checking out our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. The link is on the slider bar on the website. And checking us out on Patreon. You can also help us by going to your podcast player and leaving us a starred review Apple is the big one. Please leave us a four or five star review, whatever you think we're worth, and leave a little commentary below to let other people know what you think of the show. A lot of listeners have been doing that, and I really, really appreciate it. If you want to contact us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. So tonight's show, I decided to call the seven Super Bowls of Revelations, and we're looking at the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl this year. And what inspired me to do this was, you know how ESPN does the Super Bowl recap? I don't know if they still do it, but when I was a kid, they used to do this Super Bowl recap where they would have like a small recap of each Super Bowl game, a small recap of like the time period, whatever the year was and what was going on. And they would show that from like five in the morning until the game that night. And I thought, well, since we don't have a show Sunday, we're only Monday through Friday, let's do kind of a, a similar thing here Friday night. Let's talk a little bit about those past Super Bowls and what we can kind of expect to see based on those past events. You know, events that are immense reservoirs or bowls, if you will, of energy. And, uh, you know, if you look into the book of Revelation, that the seven bowls are the wrath of God poured out by these divine spirits, right? The angels or the demons, uh, these are plagues, and they include things like sores, hailstones, and even frogs. And it's interesting, I was looking through some demonology material today, and I was finding correlations between these plagues and various demons or demonic entities, or they are angels or angelic. They are divine in some way, even if they are infernal. And, uh, you know, I found direct correlations, for example, the, the sores are brought about by Lucifer. The frogs 
are a demon named Bufonite, and the hellstones are said to be brought to the ground, brought to earth by Belial, who is one of the chief demons. He's second in line to Lucifer in the in most demonology. So you have these various demons, which I'm only bringing those up because last night we discussed the demon Bauer and how Bauer relates to the Super Bowl this year because he is the lion head with the legs of a goat. And in the East, the lion is the tiger. And 2022 is the year of the tiger. And the Super Bowl is being played between the Bengal Tigers and the Rams. And whether it's Aries the Ram or it's Capricorn the Goat or it's Sagittarius, yes, the Archer, but Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter or Jupiter Amon is the horned god. So it's a horned beast, the horned creature, goat, ram, kind of like the dog, the jackal, the wolf, these being interchangeable in terms of animal symbolism, the goat and the ram, and just general horned creatures are also interchangeable. So you literally have the year of the tiger, the Bengal tigers versus the rams. That's interesting, right, to say the least. But there's a lot more to it than just these things that people think are kind of, you know, like jumping from one thing to another. I know it sounds like we're jumping from one thing to another, but let's just let let's let's iron this out. Let let's let's try to figure this out. Okay, the the biggest bowl is the Super Bowl, right? It's a Super Bowl. And it takes place in 2022, the year of the tiger on the eve of Valentine's Day or Lupercalia, which is a Roman festival of cleansing and fertility heavily focused on the goat, the dog, and the wolf. Now, these creatures act as guides in the underworld throughout various mythologies from Egypt to Mesoamerica. Now, the big game kicks off with the rams, the horned beasts, and the Bengal tigers. People have asked me, what do you think is going to be the outcome of the game? Maybe they're going to go bet. I don't know. Uh, esoteric betting. Maybe that's something that we should, a service we should offer here on the secret teachings. I thought about this. You know, I thought, okay, well, it's the year of the tiger. That seems obvious. You should bet on the, on the tigers, right? Bet on the Bengals. But then again, I thought, wait a minute. Hold on a second. The horns in the book of Daniel, the little horn that replaces the three horns, like the Vatican, religion, London, financial, Washington, military. There's three horns that are plucked. Pope, queen, president. The P's and Q's that Dr. Heldor warned us about, right, to watch out for. You Think about these, these things for a second. Just really think. Think about it. The beast in Revelation, the beast in the Bible. The beast is given power by the dragon. So that would mean that the beast with the horns would win not the tiger. You could look at it both ways. 50-50 chance of being right. I could sit here and BS you, but I'm just saying that's the way you can look at it. Things are not always so obvious. Just something that's been kind of running through my head. But look at the symbols. Look at the goat. Look at the dog. Look at the wolf. Look at the lion. Look at the tiger. Look at Valentine's Day. All these things coming together in a giant ritual. 
The 56 halftime performers include Dr. Dre, known as the greatest of all time, the GOAT, Snoop Dogg, that's the dog, or Snoop Lion, because he's gone by that name for his reggae album, and uh, the lion and the tiger and the goat also appear in images of the demon Bauer, which is the lion or the tiger with the goat legs, or the beast of the horn, the horned beast legs, and Azazel, another demon, Azazel is the demon that is usually attributed to the the origin of the scapegoat. He's kind of like the patron divinity for goats. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Dr. Dre literally personifies the demon Azazel, which is, I think, at the very least, interesting. Uh, The dog, as in Snoop Dogg, can also be found in Cerberus, the three-headed dog, the demon. Isn't that from Harry Potter? Yeah, but where do you think she got it from? Greek mythology. So then you have other performers. You've got Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar. All three of them are aligned with the high priestess or the empress, the mother, Mary, the shadow self, slim, shady, Eminem, and the butterfly, the soul, Kendrick Lamar, to pimp a butterfly. Lupercalia also initiates the new year. February starts the new year, and in 2022, that year is the tiger. Now, the Chinese also called Sagittarius the tiger. This is interesting. I was reading this in an astrology book that I have today. Um, And literally, Sagittarius to the Chinese is called the tiger. Now, why is that important? Well, break it down. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Sagittarius is the archer. So the archer ruled by Jupiter, ruled by Amon, ruled by Orion. These are all the same uh, energies, the same symbols, that they have the same or similar meaning. Jupiter, Jupiter Amon, Jupiter is Osiris. Uh, Osiris is the hunter, the bow and arrow, the archer Sagittarius. Cupid has the bow and arrow for Valentine's Day. And of course, these other worldly guides like Anubis, the jackal. So combining these symbols at halftime, coupled with the teams that are playing in the game, certainly means that we have more than enough to pick through for meanings that are both present and not present, including Arnold Schwarzenegger has a commercial in a BMW where he is playing the god Zeus, who is Jupiter. These archetypes and themes can be used to summon the most divine, or they can be used to summon the most infernal. I mean, at the very least, the event initiates the new year with a massive energy, and those clever enough to see and understand its symbols may find divination for the future and a marker for our current state of affairs. That's why we analyze, you know, the halftime show. Besides that, I mean, why do you think that Pepsi and Budweiser and Taco Bell and Doritos and Audi and all these car companies, why do you think they advertise at the Super Bowl? Do you think they want you to buy their product or do you think they want you to recognize their brand or do you think they just spend that money because they just want to spend the money? I mean, do you think those commercials cost like a million dollars for 15 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever it is just because? It's because there are so many people watching. There's so much energy going into the event. Tens of millions of people tune in and they absorb this stuff consciously 
and subconsciously advertising, marketing, not just of products, but also of ideas. I mean, some people only tune in for the marketing. They only tune in for the commercials. And then other people, like uh, in the Fringe FM chat, Brian was saying that he's going to watch the halftime show just so he can hear us break it down. And I think that's kind of funny because I think a lot of people now do that. They watch the halftime show or they watch the Super Bowl just to hear the esoteric analysis of it, right? Whether you're listening to The Secret Teachings or you're listening to Ground Zero and our annual show we do with Clyde every year and then we do our own show here on The Secret Teachings. And I, I like to break this stuff down over multiple shows. This year I decided to to do it a little bit beforehand to kind of give us a, uh, a platform or a, a base uh, so, you know, y- you can go into the, the Super Bowl and you can kind of kind of get an idea of what's going to happen before it happens and kind of, you know, look for these things. It's just kind of fun to maybe make a prediction, you know, it's nothing that I hold myself to. It's just kind of fun to see, well, we'll probably see this symbol, this imagery. I mean, to me, that's that's just kind of fun. Uh, I think it's more fun than thinking that there's no there's no purpose or meaning behind anything. And Pepsi doesn't want to sell you soda. Budweiser doesn't want to sell you beer. Right. Um, I mean, you don't think those same corporations and all the other people that have money and the big groups and foundations and organizations and think tanks, you don't think they'd miss an opportunity to communicate to tens of millions of people, do you? You don't think governments would use it for like propaganda, promoting political narratives, reaching such a large audience? I mean, I, I told a guy today, I said, if you think there's no purpose or point and that everything is seemingly random, then you are wearing your tinfoil hat because he accused me of wearing one, right? And I said, you're wearing your tinfoil hat just as tight as the people who think everything is a satanic ritual, which is also what sets this radio show and this analysis apart from other radio shows. I don't think it's a satanic ritual. I don't think it's an Illuminati ritual. Okay, at the very least, define it for me. What does that mean? Because I don't know what it means. I'm having a hard time understanding what it means. What we do know is the halftime show is being billed as calling on the rap gods, Right? Dr. Dre is the greatest of all time, the goat. Snoop Dogg is the dog, also the lion. Mary J. Blige is the goddess, Mary, the empress. Eminem is also known as the goat. He is a god, rap god. Kendrick Lamar is known as a rap god. Eminem is famous for his alter ego and his shadow, the Slim Shady, kind of like the man of the woods, you know, Justin Timberlake. And Kendrick Lamar to pimp a butterfly, the butterfly imagery, the butterfly symbolism, not just of the mind, control experiment, MKUltra, but going back into the ancient world, the butterfly is a symbol of the soul. So you have all these images, the goat, the dog, the goddess, the gods, the alter ego, the shadow, and the soul, the spirit, the psyche, the butterfly, all symbols of the underworld, all symbols of psychology. And the underworld is the domain of the mummies, the domain of the of the gods what kind of gods mummies wrapped gods rap gods and these are all aspects of both the underworld but also of valentine's day which just happens to be the next day after the super bowl on the 14th lupercalia the roman festival of love and mating is a ritual using goats and dogs to appease the gods for protection and fertility dr dre snoop dogg Dr. Dre's the goat, using goats and dogs to appease the gods for protection and fertility. And the year of the tiger began on February 1st, 2022, which is the beginning of Imbolc or Candle Mass, which is a ritual of cleansing 
and a ritual in which we obtain blessings from Bridget through her cross. And remember Shakira, you know, her hips don't lie. Maybe, you know, maybe her hand gestures lie. I don't think they do. I think, remember when Shakira did the knot of Bridget above her head? Sure, that was totally coincidental too, right? She did the knot of Bridget above her head in the month of Bridget, and I'm supposed to think that's an accident, right? I mean, these celebrities, Hollywood celebrities, music, you know, entertainers, I mean, they're obsessed with, with the symbolism of the all-seeing eye. They're obsessed with you know, goddesses, Egyptian, Egyptian symbolism. They're, they're obsessed with these things, Kabbalah. They're, they're obsessed with you know, the tree of life. They're obsessed with these esoteric and occult symbols. I mean, Wall Street is obsessed with them. Wall Street's obsessed with astrology. You know, billionaires are obsessed with this kind of stuff. It, they, in, in the popular culture, it's like, that stuff's crazy, but, but then we can open people up to the idea that it's okay with new age shops and new age radio shows. And it's cool to go to a new age conference and just kind of hang out with some crystals, man. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But unless you have an understanding on how to access those other levels of consciousness within yourself, it's really dangerous to just start opening bronze vessels or brass vessels and letting the demons out just for fun, just for some power. That's really dangerous. All right. And they're inside of you. It's the psychology of the multiple levels of the personality that, that we create and, and the inner self and the higher self, whatever you call it, uh, that like you need to have some kind of understanding before you just jump right into that. And um, if you don't, that's really dangerous and can be very, very chaotic. But, you know, Hollywood is obsessed with this. Celebrities are obsessed with this kind of stuff. You know, the average person is why? Because we're trying to we're trying to understand the unseen and the unknown and the paranormal. And we're trying to figure it all out. Humans are inquisitive. Humans are curious. Right. That's why I think um, it's really ignorant to think that there's no purpose or meaning behind anything that happens at a Super Bowl. I mean, it just so happens to be one of the the biggest events of of, of any year. It just so happens to be uh, so many millions of people tune in that, you know, you people tune in just to watch advertisements. People tune in just to watch the halftime show now to see and hear the analysis afterwards. And I'm giving you a pre-analysis right now, kind of what to expect. Lupercalia is based on the Luperci, or the Luperci priests of Rome, which were the priests of Pan, the goat, or the Lupa, the mythical wolf, dog, jackal, wolf founder of Rome, who suckled Romulus and Ramus, the founders of Rome. And, of course, the wolf dog jackal is the cosmic trickster. The Bengals, the lions, tigers, lions in the west, tiger in the east, in the year of the tiger are playing in the Super Bowl on the eve of Valentine's Day against the rams, which are the horned beasts, Aries the ram, Capricorn the goat, and Jupiter in Sagittarius, Jupiter rules Sagittarius, and Jupiter, Jupiter Amon is the goat ram horned deity. This is a cosmic synchronicity to say the least. The wolf is Canis Major. That's Orion uh, the hunter's dog. Orion the hunter is Osiris the great hunter. Orion is oppositionally associated directly with Sagittarius as well in the constellations. Orion's guide is Anubis the jackal-headed dog deity in the underworld, who acts as a guide like Sharon, the ferryman, or the psychopop, the demon we know as Bauer. 
Now, Cupid has a bow and arrow for Valentine's, like Sagittarius, the archer, which is assigned to Jupiter and the demon Bauer. Bauer is an archer like Sagittarius and its planet Jupiter, otherwise known as Jupiter Amon, the horned god. Jupiter is worshipped by the sacrifice of an ox. What was 2021 the year of? The ox. Sagittarius is also known as the bull killer. And to the Chinese, Sagittarius is literally known as the tiger. Jupiter Amon is further called Jove, and he imparts fire knowledge and philosophy like the demon Bauer with his lion tiger head and five goat legs equating him to the pentagram and the four elements plus spirit or the pentagrammaton yad Yahweh plus Shin spirit yad shin the pentagrammaton. These are powerful symbols and sigils, and these are charged when all these people tune in and watch the Super Bowl in their excited, you know, states, drunken states, you watch it consciously, subconsciously, you're processing all of this. And it's used by those who know how to tap into these reservoirs of energy to summon the most high or to summon the most infernal. You know, much like the weekend's performance, remember the weekend's performance, which implied and had this double meaning, a weakening of something, the weekend, the weekend, the weekend, weekend humanity. Rap gods, the rap gods of this Super Bowl are also the rap gods wrapping up the body, the mummy, or Egyptian and Mesoamerican mummies and their underworlds, which are dominated by, well, the goat and the dog and the shadow and the butterfly, the soul spirit. Granted. I could sit here and find correlations eternally. I could sit here for another five hours tonight and just find correlation after correlation after correlation. That's not the point. And that is purposeless. The point is to find the direct links. And when you hear it all laid out, it just seems like a bunch of noise. But I assure you that it's not noise. I'm going to recap this very, very rapidly, very, very briefly. Here's what we get in the mundane sphere. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, right? Dr. Dre is the goat. Snoop Dogg is the dog or Snoop Lion. Mary J. Blige, Mary the goddess, the empress. Eminem is a god. Kendrick Lamar is a god. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, they're all part of the rap gods that are called upon to perform at this halftime show. Kendrick Lamar the butterfly, the soul spirit. Eminem is the alter ego or the shadow. The alter ego, the shadow, the butterfly, the spirit, the soul, the goddess between the two pillars, balance, equilibrium, justice, divine judgment in the hall of judgment in Egypt where you have the dog, the goat symbolism and the dog both prevalent in Egypt and in Mesoamerica. For example, the goat is the horned one. The goat is also Aries the ram, Capricorn the goat, and Sagittarius the archer, ruled by Jupiter or Jupiter Amon, who is a horned god. This relates to Canis Major, Orion the hunter's dog. This is Osiris the great hunter. Sagittarius is called by the Chinese the tiger. The year of the tiger comes on the heels of the sacrifice of the ox in 2021, and Jupiter or Jupiter Amon, Sagittarius, is worshipped by 
the sacrificing of an ox. The Super Bowl is being played between the Tigers and the Rams or the Lions and the Horned Beasts, a cosmic synchronicity. The Demon Bower, for example, is a lion tiger with goat legs who is also directly connected to Sagittarius and the Archer. He is a psychopomp like Sharon that ferries the souls, spirit, the soul, the shadow, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem in the underworld of the dog, of the goat, of the goddess, etc., and the knowledge that's imparted by Jupiter is the exact knowledge imparted by this demon named Bauer. Or we could go further. Dr. Dre is the goat. Dr. Dre is essentially Azazel. And it's interesting, too, because Azazel is the scapegoat. And we are putting a lot of our, our problems you know, on the entertainment industry. And the entertainment industry entertains us and kind of dissipates those problems. So we don't really have to deal with them. So the whole entertainment industry is kind of like the demon Azazel. It's kind of like a scapegoat. It's where we can go to to escape from reality. And of course, using the weekend's performance as an example, there's double meaning, and the rap gods are also the rap gods of Egyptian and Mesoamerican mummies and their underworlds. Then you have the Super Bowl itself. It is the Super Bowl. What are the other bowls? Well, the bowls of Revelation the seven bowls that are poured out by the seven angels. And these seven bowls relate to demons as well. Lucifer brings sores. The frogs are bufanite. The hailstones are brought by Belial. The water turning to blood. The mark of the beast is brought upon man. And the first angel pours out the first bowl and sores break out on the people with the mark of the beast who worship its image. That is Lucifer, the fallen angel. Belial is second in command and brings hailstone in the seventh bowl that is poured out. So, you know, you have these, these images, these symbols, these archetypes, and it, it's not just Super Bowl and the seven bowls, it's, it's connected because of the demonology. It's connected because of the archetypes. It's connected because of the symbols. It's connected because the biggest bowl, Super Bowl 56, takes place on the eve of Valentine's Day or Lupercalia, a Roman festival of cleansing and fertility focused on the goat, dog, and wolf, creatures that act as guides in the underworld through various mythologies, the underworld of the soul spirit, the butterfly of Kendrick Lamar, and the shadow self or the slim shady of Eminem. There is more than just a Pepsi sponsorship or a Budweiser advertisement. There is more meaning here than just Illuminati or Satanic or Reptilian. There's a lot more meaning here than people think, but there's also a lot less meaning than what some people think. There is an objective way to break this all down. I certainly don't have all the answers. There's no prediction here. It's just trying to figure out what the stars, what the heavens, what the underlying current of our reality, of our universe is telling us through cosmic conditions and cosmic synchronicities and twilight language and what are other people telling us, not just through advertisements, but through propaganda, political narratives, and symbols and sigils that are the basis of ancient rituals. We're being told something, and it's mostly being told to the subconscious. We'll try to figure out more of this when we come back from break. 
Derek is coming up next with us on the show. Don't go anywhere. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info you're listening to the secret teachings for more information on the show or to contact ryan visit the secretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com hey there this is greg carlwood of the higher side chats and you're listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings. On Monday, we will have our annual Super Bowl show with Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero, and then we will do our Super Bowl show here on The Secret Teachings. I do it because I find it fascinating to use such a big event with so many people tuning in and directing their energy toward corporate symbols, corporate logos, symbols of whatever the teams are that are playing, the network logos, and the halftime imagery. Energy goes into these things and charges them like sigils. All the money that goes into it, all the food we buy, the way we sit, if it's our team playing, the way that we sit or we have a jersey or a special thing we wear, the superstition. And the question and analysis of the Super Bowl, its commercials, its halftime show, are debated every single year. And there's either nothing behind the literal or everything is an Illuminati satanic ritual. I think it's best to begin by asking the simple questions. Why does Pepsi sponsor the halftime show? Why is Budweiser one of the most popular companies for their commercials? Does Pepsi not want to sell you soda? Does Budweiser not want to sell you beer? On a mundane and spiritual level, you find this corporate advertising speaking directly to the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. 
Within the unconscious mind is the collective unconscious affected as tens of millions of people tune their attention toward the game, commercials, and halftime show. So do these same corporations, big foundations, think tanks, governments, etc., choose to ignore all of this energy? Choose to ignore this opportunity to sell you a political idea or political narrative or to promote outright propaganda? I mean, is your buying of food and setting up a place to watch the game and having a party, is that not a ritual? I mean, all of this is, to say the least, magic. All of this can be analyzed kind of like tarot cards are examined. That which is obvious is not always the meaning or the purpose behind what you are being shown. There's multiple layers, and those layers relate to the conscious and the unconscious and do not mean we experience the direct symbolic interpretation like the death card, for example. But what we do know is with all the energy, the tens of millions tuned in, the frequency and the broadcast sent directly to your phone, computer, tablet, TV, there's a directionalizing of will, willpower, and intention. You pay for food, entertainment service, parties, and your directional intention and attention toward the game, the commercials, and the halftime show is done through monetary currency and energetic currency. Currency is electricity, and that electricity charges everything. It charges the symbols. It charges the logos. It charges the ideas. And it charges the music, what is being shown to us, not just in commercials in the game, but at the halftime show. And those are the reasons that I analyze it. Those are the reasons that I think about it. And to help me break this down in the final segment tonight, final segment before the Super Bowl Sunday, is Derek the Night Stalker. I've got Derek on the line. Derek, thank you for calling in and spending some time with us. I know that you know a lot about this subject. I know that you've been researching this rigorously. What do you think of what we've discussed so far? Am I making sense? Am I coming across clear? Can you sum this up in a better way? No, I, I can't. I can't summarize it any better than than you're doing. I can just uh, honestly, if that person is, who said that tinfoil hat thing is listening, he might not like what I'm about to say because we have a lot of weirdness <laughs> we gotta we gotta uh, cover. All right, next, all right, go uh, ahead. Twenty five minutes or whatever. But um, all you. Thank you for having me a lot. It's, it's uh, really this is this, this is honestly just like um, a new reason. I, I watched football as a kid and everything. I watched football basically until I started working overnight and stuff. But uh-huh. this, like watching trying to dig into this and like kind of pick like kind of put the pieces together just so i can listen to um your show and listen to your show with clyde adds like such a great layer to the game like it really cranks up the enjoyment level just to to, to another level so on top of it being valuable and like genuinely important like things to, to, to discuss and think about it's i find it fun you know and that's kind of how i like express it to people who aren't into conspiracies or aren't into esoteric stuff it's kind of just it's 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 fun. It it adds it adds a layer to it. Like it, it doesn't. I as, NBA. I, I, I watch it a lot, but I think it's rigged. You know, but it's fun to try to predict the rig. You know. It's, well, it's like it's it's kind of, it, it's it's a game in and of itself. I mean, Brian exactly exactly. Brian in the chat room said he's going to watch it just to listen to our analysis of it, which is it's kind of funny now. People exactly. used to watch the game for the commercials. Now you can see those before. Now people are watching it to hear the the analysis of the halftime show. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you ever wonder? Like, do you ever worry that like they'll they'll catch on to this and they'll realize that there's like great minds that are 
that are investing in and breaking it down and then purposely inject like even like, have you noticed that it seems to be getting less subtle recently that there seems to be more overt. It's like, they want to send these messages out. It's like, they want it to ripple throughout the culture. Like they're not hiding. Like we're going to get into aliens and, and demons and weird stuff. And like the fact that the fact that like, it doesn't sound crazy because so many very, very recent Super Bowls had themes that are nearly identical. Um, it, it blows my mind, honestly. Like, yeah, well, I was that's... listening to Kendrick um, before your show, and like it was blowing my mind thinking about you talking about it after the show. Sorry. Well, yeah. well no, no, that's that's the uh, that's the whole thing within the music industry itself. Like I always ask the question, you know, the rest of the audience knows. Like, why can they not come up with a better explanation for a relationship? Why is it always a deal with the devil? Why is it always signing a contract in blood? Why is it, why is it always doing it in a ritualistic ceremonial style, whether it's, you know, pop music or rap music or rock and roll, it's the same imagery. Can't they come up with a better, you know, expression of those things? Well, as you were saying that, um, this is just, I don't, I just don't want to forget this, but I, like, as you were saying that I got like, you know, the story of like Bobby Johnson and like the guy, like the, the guitarist who apparently this is back in like the fifties, sixties, uh, it's like black and white TVR. But he, he apparently sold his soul to the devil to learn how to play guitar. And he became like famous. And I think he died and stuff, but in the rap community, they refer to it like, I'm not sure if there's like some kind of fictitious character they talk about, or if they're referring to literal Bobby Johnson, but they say, OG Bobby Johnson, a lot, OG Bobby Johnson. Like it's, it's invoked a lot. Um, Jay-Z does it like a lot of like these, this era, this tier of like the, the Dr. Dre era of rappers invoke that name a lot one of the and one then, of the original people who sold their soul for talent exactly and i was and so before your show i was listening to kendrick i was listening to the old old snoop and dre and stuff and they were using the g a lot they were calling themselves og nothing but a g thing and i'm like is it a stretch to make the g connection like with the with the freemasons is that too much of a stretch like where did they where did that come from okay og original gangster like that's where they got it ain't, from ain't nothing but a g thing baby right Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and, um, it's just very, it's, it's, it was, they, that like, call them, they pretty much invented the idea of calling yourself an OG, calling your friends G's, you know, like, you know, what up G like, and I'm like, where, where, where did that come from? But now if they're, if there's, if it's a somehow paying homage to Bobby Johnson, this person who sold the soul to the devil to learn how to get the skill, like I, I'm, I'm, pretty sure he was black too so like it, it being a rap thing is uh i think it's yeah, kind of well, important let me but, let me ask you real quick what do you think about that daily beast article i read about how it's racist to analyze the halftime show i thought that was funny because i didn't realize that coldplay and justin timberlake were were black i didn't realize Eminem exactly, was black yeah or shakira yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> uh, but, but like but yeah it's, it's, it's essentially for my it's for people like my mother like my mother unfortunately kind of just stays at home all the time and watches like uh, CNN, MSNBC all day. And her favorite people is like Rachel Maddow and now Snoop Dogg because he's hanging out with Martha Stewart all the time. He's like, oh, he's, he's so funny. He's so funny. And now she gets terrified of conspiracy theories. Like if I'm, when I'm telling her that I'm going to like call into one of these shows or like be a guest or something like that, I have to like stress the paranormal or I have to stress the, the alienness of it because that she's more comfortable with that. But if I say conspiracy, she thinks I'm she thinks I'm a QAnon person, or I think that like reptilians are running running the world and drinking right. drinking blood and stuff. And and it seems like that article is just to get to prep the art to prep the mainstream audience to people like my mother to roll their eyes when 
after some blatant thing happens on Sunday, people start freaking out about it. You know, like the idea of like ignoring the astral world stuff, the blatant imagery in the astral world stuff and saying it's like racist. That's just crazy to me. And also like I got sent you that article of the beast from like 2017 and they ran a whole article about how quote unquote, the Illuminati or hip hop loves the Illuminati. Yeah, I read all that. They broke down. Yeah. That's insane. so like, what, what, what do you really mean? Daily beast? Like where, what are you talking about? You know, like, like it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It's, you're completely right. Well, here, here's also something interesting. Just, just a thought. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of that Eminem song, you know, it, it must be the ganja. It's the marijuana creeping up on yeah. me. Remember that song? So they call marijuana yeah. ga- ganja. You know, the word ganja or ganga comes from the Ganges, like the Ganges River. And wow. you can reduce it to G. And there's actually a demon that is named ganja, uh, ganja grama wow. uh, from the Hindu mythology. So that that could be the demon that is being invoked in the OG or in the Rain Man, because we know the Rain Man is popular, too, in the hip hop community. Yeah. So sure. it must Kendrick, be it must be the uh, it must be the ganja. It's the marijuana. I mean, they're, they're, and and all a lot of this stuff, Derek. You know just as well as I do. It, they're literally talking about demons, like Billie Eilish, Eminem. They're talking about not just other personalities and shadows. They're talking about demonic presences that you know that is psychology, but also manifest into the physical through the promotion of these things in music, which is mostly subconscious when we put in our headphones and listen, and the energy that goes into that brings these things into manifestation. Exactly, exactly. Um, after, after your show last night, like I said that uh, Kendrick Lamar had a character in his album like called Lucy who kind of pops up through all these different songs, who's uh-huh. trying to like entice him, coax him to, to kind of essentially sell his soul to get successful in music and like get rich because he's living um, in Compton and, and not good conditions. And, and like, it didn't make, I didn't make the connection probably cause just, I was working and busy. But as soon as I hung up the phone, I was like, wait, wait Lucy, Lucifer. That's what, that's what you're yep. talking about. Like, and, yep. and then I, I'm, I'm listening to his, um, to Pimp butterfly before your show. And honestly, like, I think he's a good rapper. Like I, I'm, I'm a rap fan. I like, I, I liked him when he first came out. I was in him a lot. And, but it's so dark and it's so, I wasn't, I wasn't as into like, I wasn't as into this around like 2012, 2013, when he kind of first hit, like, hit the scene, like uh, into like the um, kind of breaking down the esoterica of it or like the cult aspect of it. And essentially his entire body of work is, is his chronicling of his dealings with entities or some corrupting force that's trying to corrupt his soul for, and then because he's from the streets, because he's from such a hard like background, it's okay. And because the rap culture, this is, like him, this is basically him speaking because of the rap culture of chains and money and all that, all that kind of stuff. He like, it's accepted. It's allowed. It's part of like, he's doing the right thing. Everyone around him is telling him he's doing the right thing by doing this when he knows he's like not, he knows but it's he wrong. Has to. Yeah. But he, exactly. well, well yeah. that's, it's the same thing with Mac Miller too, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, you kind of have to drag me a little bit. I'm like, it was kind of a stressful last few hours trying to like compile some type of notes and stuff. Um, so where do you want to, what do you, you want to talk about first? Well, Mandela, well, as far well as these, uh, threads I, are concerned? I wanted to get your take on the, I mean, I think the reasoning behind why we analyze these things has, has been, has been, uh, discussed thoroughly tonight. I wanted to ask you though, personally, because I know that you know quite a bit about esoteric and the music industry. What, what do you think about the, this? I sent you the notes for the show tonight. 
uh, and it'll be they'll be used Monday as well. The the different performers in the associations like Dr. Dre is the goat, Snoop Dogg is the dog or the lion, Mary J. Blige is the goddess, Mary she's the mother, uh, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, these are gods, the alter ego, the shadow, and the butterfly, the soul. Like, what do you make of that and how it relates to the underworld and how that relates to the the rap gods of the underworld and just all of that, uh, let's call it symbolism, the archetypes, and the synchronicities. I mean, that can't be fully a coincidence as it relates to uh, certain demons like Bauer and the teams playing the Rams and, <laughs> and the Tigers. Like, that's not all coincidental. I'm not crazy and stretching for things, right? No, of course, of course not, of course not. Um, all right, so I kind of have a couple, like, screenshots here of, of, of notes that, that I was kind of formed as, as you were talking. It kind of, like, just, just hit me. Uh-huh. So, and um, if Rivers is listening to this, Rivers um, gave me one of these fun facts. She, she, she has a lot of, like, knowledge about um, Eastern Zodiac and Eastern, like, um, belief systems and stuff. So, apparently, she did a little research, and she found out that both the Bengals and the Rams are founded in um, the year of the goat. So no matter who wins, like the year of the goat <laughs> that's team. That's a good, that's a good gonna, piece of information, gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Very, very good. And, uh, and she, she also brought up the fact that uh, Dionysus is associated with um, tigers and panthers and beasts that like pull chariots. And uh, so when I was listening, like probably an hour, two hours ago to uh, Kendrick Lamar, he has a song called, I'm going to send you all these songs. Like this is what honestly blew my mind um, when I was listening to it. But he has a song called Swimming Pools where essentially he's saying like he does these different voices where you mentioned in some shady's alter egos and stuff. He refers to them as alter egos and he does like a high pitched voice. He does like a deep voice. He does like these weird kind of like honestly demonic type voices. He like, he does different characters within the, within the raps and people are impressed by it. But under this um, filter kind of it, it's, it's was really freaky to listen to. And he's like, demon is essentially telling them drink this, drink this, get drunk, like hit your head, like pass out wake up and when you wake up you'll have power like it was a, it's the whole song pretty much swimming pools it's called and okay. well let me let me let me can, can i play yeah. on play on that for one minute swimming pools water th- yeah. things and vessels I, I was thinking about the bowls that are poured out in revelation right and also the super bowl but guess what you know the whole rap community it's you know marijuana and you you said this last night when you called in you said that uh, the nfl probably isn't going to go for the whole like marijuana and <laughs> And weed theme at I the know. Super Bowl, but 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 that that demon I mentioned to you, ganja, ganja grama, that demon literally pours out a bowl, which is I think wow. quite interesting. You can look at the picture I put in the chat room. Ganja grama, it must be the ganja. It's the marijuana. Maybe they're not referring to the plant so much as they're referring to the demon, uh, and it's kind of a metaphor. And you can see him holding wow. the pitchfork and pouring out the bowl. Wow, wow, that's really good. Wow. I mean, that was that's a, that is like pretty serious. Like I've never heard that ending like that before. Like you could you should you should do a whole show about that. The, the, the guy, I'm a weed smoker. I I I partake, but I'd be very interested to hear more about that. That's that's crazy. I um, I, I, need, I need other people that do smoke weed because I don't. I need them to like maybe fact check those shows for me. People always get so pissed at <laughs> yeah, me when I, I do weed you. shows. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You were saying the, the the swimming pool. You were gonna you were gonna go into uh, Lamar stuff. Yeah. So so. Kendrick um, doesn't smoke and he doesn't drink and he doesn't do drugs. And like at the time he kind of came out with the same age. He kind of, he kind of came out um, like what, what would have been our kind of um, year after college or like our senior year of college, maybe that, that time period. So I was kind of like drinking and smoking at my, at my most. And I'm like, 
So I heard that and I was kind of shocked by that because it's the culture, Little Wayne's that was very popular at the time that the, the culture was very drug heavy in at that moment. And he said he wasn't. And like in the weed communities, there's this idea is like, oh, if you smoked a little weed, your thoughts would be amazing. You'll, you'll come up with the craziest stuff. And he would always mention that on all his interviews and stuff. But I'm listening to these songs and he's talking to these like supposed to be friends, but they're like demon voices. And now listening to it today, they're blatantly demons. Um, about like partaking in these things, about getting really, really drunk, really, really messed up, or really, really high, pass, or on pills, passing out, and waking up with powers, and that being like some type of initiation, that being some type of ritual process that's going to like make him accepted by the by Hollywood, by the rap community, to so he can get fame and success, and like basically sell his soul, which reminded me of like, a lot of like the Orphic mysteries and the idea of like they consumed wine to get to get an e-break in an office right. state, yeah. go to the underworld and, and come back. But also, um, in the Orphic Mysteries, I talked about this with, uh, I called into Clyde Show when he did that, um, the Liar episode with, uh, about, about the project with, with Abby Loeb or whatever it was. And there's a lot of like, um, like Lyra, uh, Orphic symbolism that's connected to the Phoenix. And you just talked about those, uh, the, the monolith that just popped up in Phoenix, which was, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea of like the resurrection, the idea of this, this um, resurrection ritual, whatever, to gain this knowledge, to gain this power and stuff. But then also Dionysus and the connection with the tiger, with the panther, and then Kendrick being like, he made the soundtrack to Black Panther. He made up like a whole, a whole album of Black Panther songs, all kinds of Black Panther imagery. Um, and then, I don't know, and that, like the Dionysus holiday, I, I didn't know anything about it till, till 20 minutes ago when I Googled it. It's, um, let me try to find my notes, but it, it's tough to pin down a date for it. It's just between February and March at some point, but there, it, it's essentially like, well, you know, tomorrow. That, I mean, I was, yeah. Uh, what is it this weekend? Yeah, cause there's uh, Ant- Antisteria. Yeah. Okay. Cause there's also the, the day of Dionysian wine miracles. So it's like, um, in a lot of traditions, water turns to wine, like Jesus turned water to wine. The date of that yeah. is January 6th, the epiphany. Which is, oh my God. which is also interesting because, well, January 6th, that horrible insurrection, right? I don't think that's yeah. coincidental that that date has so much theological and archetypical symbolism. And then that is what is literally repeated by the media every single day. January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. I know. I know. Wow. Wow. Still, like there's, like my mom watches, again, my mom watches CNN all day long. It's, it's to a laughable point. She'll, she'll. Like change it when I walk through because she, she's like embarrassed of it at the, at the point because <laughs> like there's well, no other news. But like I don't. Know, but so this Black Panther thing, Black like Panther being like directly Dionysus animal association, and um, also like that that movie like the the death of Chadwick Boseman tied with like the, the death of Kobe Bryant around which yeah, was like the week of the Super Bowl. It was like that's that's that kind really of interesting. COVID. Yeah, that was like the beginning of COVID basically, and that kind of like uh, popped everything off. That that week was the Grammys, Oscars, Kobe, and the Super Bowl. And then, like, since then, LA has been in like every major sporting event championship. Like, they've been dominating. They haven't won every one, but they've been involved. Like, LeBron went to the Lakers, and it's been a very LA centric sports scene since the death of Kobe Bryant. Right, and, and then of course the Super Bowl's in LA this year, and that, I mean that that is the home <laughs> of the Rams too, right? Exactly, exactly. And uh, also, it just like I'm not sure how much like. Um, Black Lives Matter stuff we're going to get tomorrow, but it's the same type of gods that you talk about. I don't, you know, this much, much, much more than I do, but like the Black Panther mythology, those gods are the same ones that Beyonce just talks about when she does her like Black Lives Matter, like 
Egyptian, African um, goddess stuff. It's the same. It's the same like pantheon of gods. It's the same. It's the same mythology. So they're very, very, very tied together. And then with the Dionysus stuff, like the, this, this ritual or this um, this celebration, this festival in in February, um, the first day of it is uh, like you you literally open a jar, like releasing like chaos or whatever. That's like supposed to be like a symbolic moment to like open open up this this vessel, open up this container, and let the de- let, let the, the, let the chaos out. out. The, the Super Bowl, like let this pour pour out the the, the liquid of the, of the Super Bowl. Um, I know it's short on time, but uh, I just found this like within like a half within like four minutes ago so it just kind of blew me away as you were talking just based on searches that, that you were saying um crazy synchronicities if you ask me yeah you know if you go back to some of those other super bowls what about shakira and she did the remember she did the knot at the uh, at yeah. the halftime show and of course you know february yeah. is the month of bridget and bridget's symbol is the knot or the cross that gives us blessings so uh, the fact that they choose that specific image for the halftime show I, like if someone just tuned into this show and heard that, they'd probably know, probably know. be annoyed by it. But it's like, listen, they're literally choosing symbols and images. And I mean, you you could refer to you could refer to like I don't know Eminem or Dr. Dre as anything. But when you refer to all of them as the exact symbols that relate to Valentine's Day, which is the day after the Super Bowl, and you refer to them both in astrolog or all of them in astrological terms that relate to certain demons that relate directly to the two teams playing in the Super Bowl. That's not coincidental. Yeah. That that I mean, it might be a cosmic energy or a cosmic condition, or it might be an intentional ritual because real magicians know the sympathies and the antipathies of planets and crystals and stones and plants and herbs and you know certain energies. Exactly. And, and, and this is how Wall Street's run. This is how big corporations run. This is how governments are run. This is how the world is run. It's no different at the Super Bowl just because you've got an endless bucket of wings and a, and a two liter of Pepsi. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. On the way to uh, work tonight, I was like looking to the stations on the radio and like that old uh, Backstreet Boys song came on, Larger Than Life. Uh, geez, <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard the song in, tw- in 20 years, 15 years. And the whole song is like saying, Everyone, public, your attention is what makes us powerful. Your devotion, your love is what makes us gods, essentially. Like, that's, and that's kind of been the theme. That's like the rap god thing. Yeah. It's like this yeah. kind of, like I said in the chat, this apotheosis of these idols, like the apotheosis of these rappers. It's, it's, a, it's a very common theme. Like, Drake is not, um, he's not familiar with this at all, but he was, he was performing on stage during the Astroworld disaster with, with Travis Scott, and he calls himself the, the uh, the six god, um, his so his logos, his two, he basically has like three logos, a six, it's like hand, kind of a hand scribbled six, praying hands, and an owl, and uh, which you can which you can say is, is Moloch, or you can say it's Minerva, probably more likely Minerva, who's a wisdom, which is also Boer, the god of wisdom or the demon of wisdom and and, and information and stuff, right? Yes, um, yes. So again, he's not in the Super Bowl, so that, but that's just a weird connection, like all these kind of. Since Kobe, it seems like all of these things, they have a very, very like direct connection and through line. And uh, with the weekend from, from last year, his whole thing with Memento Mori that you and Clyde talked about. And stuff. That's right. And yeah. his, his, his like Apple Music Station is actually called Memento Mori. So that's his, that's literally, that's not like some weird conspiracy interpretation of the weekend. That's like his brand. That's his aesthetic that he chooses and he promotes it as that. Like he's not hiding it. Well, let's... And it's all about Trump. Well, I was going to say, let, 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 let's wrap up on that point. Just think about what the imagery was 
when we when the weekend performed you have like this metropolis like city you've got the robots the androids you've got literally they're showing you things that are meant to be subliminal but they're not as subliminal you can see them but you're supposed to recognize that there are subliminal messages in the lights in the underground place where he goes and performs and you know then everybody kind of like dies in in the stadium on the on the field during the performance and there's a lot of interpretations there there's this ominous feel to it and, you know, over the last year, uh, you know, if we use the Super Bowl as a as an oracle, people have become finished. They're done with the so-called pandemic. And we've seen that people are certainly dying. Cancer, diabetes and heart disease and all kinds of other things are exploding at record numbers. And that kind of maybe signifies that the weekend was part of the ritual, let's call it, to weaken humanity further. Just on that exactly. basis and that example alone, you can kind of see how, whether it's intended to or not, the Super Bowl halftime show, because so many people are watching, it charges those symbols, and then that manifests in the real world. That's why I choose to use it as an oracle to kind of divine the future and see what's going to happen. Plus, it's also, like you said, it's also fun and interesting. But we've got like m- maybe a minute here if you want to add anything else, Derek. And I want to pr- uh, thank you. I appreciate you calling in tonight and talking with us about this. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, seriously, it's an honor. Um, but to, to the weekend, to like the weakening point, like I just can't get my head around like, or I can't like stop thinking about the idea of the MK ultra trauma and the idea of the walk-ins and the possession and whatever these entities are contact. It's it, the Faustian bargains for like, for power and stuff, selling your soul for power. And also this alien technology agreements, like deals with entities for technology, which is in black Panther, but also just the idea of substances, wine, weed, trauma, causing disassociations like the weekend. I can't feel my face, yada, yada. So that entities can pop into you. Yes. And that's the point of this, of this Dionysus cult, like these illusion mysteries is that you wake up from these, from your, from these, these bacchanals. And the idea is you'll be, in, you'll, you'll have a, you'll have an entity, a God an, or a higher being inside of you. And like that, we get like, yeah, I'm a very, I'm very much looking forward to hearing you Clyde, talk about this. It's a, I'm very excited for the show. It's it's it, show tonight too. I appreciate it. It's going to be fun. I always look forward to that Super Bowl show with Clyde, and I always look forward to uh, to analyzing this on the Secret Teachings. I thought we would do a special show this week to uh, to lead up to it, kind of like ESPN does that Super Bowl recap. Tonight was our ESPN yeah. version of that uh, here on the Secret <laughs> exactly. Teachings. I appreciate you calling in, Derek. Thank you so much for joining us for the last segment. Thank you, Ryan. Wait, have a good. All right, you have a really good night, Derek. Everybody listening around the world, wherever you're listening. However you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Really interesting. Derek just gave me a, a thought, you know, about the, the demon Ganga or Ganja. You know, Eminem says it must be the Ganja, it's the marijuana. All these double meanings in the music, all these double meanings, the weekend as in weakening something, the rap gods with the goat and the dog symbolism and the psyche and the shadow and the butterfly the slim shady, the shadow self, the alter ego, all those symbols, all those things that relate to the underworld and the gods of the underworld are the wrapped gods, you know, the mummies. I mean, all, all, all of these things are, well, they're not coincidental. All of these things are chosen because of the immense power that they have over centuries, thousands of years, acting on the conscious and the subconscious and the unconscious mind, creating these reservoirs of energy that can be tapped into to manifest things 
through magical ritual and the directionalizing of, of, of willpower. I mean, we're creating things in the ether. We're creating things in, in Yesud. We're creating things in the domain of the moon. And we're drawing these things down from the astral light into physical manifestation. And all of those things that we're bringing into physical manifestation, we need to be careful of what those things are because some of those things are not meant to serve us. I mean, this is either about summoning the most divine or the most infernal. We'll find out Sunday. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Please buy a copy of one of my books. Please subscribe to the archive. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com and leave us a review on Apple or the other podcast players. This Sunday, Beast Mode, the Rams and the Tigers. We'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.